Hey, Claire, want to talk about sexy books today? Yeah, I do, Blythe. Awesome. <laughs> when you need a sexy escape from a world that's gone insane, erotic fiction with romantic diction, we've got some wrecks if you care to listen. We all have an itch to scratch between our mind and thighs. So Well, we're not really going to be talking about sexy books today. We're talking about uh, sexy shows. Well, I wouldn't, I guess it's not sexy exactly. That's exactly (laughs) where I was held up as well. Uh, But it is sex adjacent. It is sex heavy without being sexy. Yeah, we talk a lot about women's or just sexuality in general on this podcast. So it's sexuality related for sure. Definitely. Exactly. That's why it's related. And because we talk about our first experiences with sex and how we came to explore our sexuality. And we love talking about masturbation and um, yeah. So yeah, that's this a... show has tons of it. So it's pen 15. Did we say that yet? No, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't even say the show. But we had to come back and talk on air or is that what it's called when you podcast on recording? Uh, because this show is just speaks to us both so much (laughs) yes oh my god I like have never had I've just never related so hard and in such specific ways to a show about like my childhood sort of yes like like middle school it's like a middle school and you and I knew each other in middle school but we're not super close in middle school so a lot of these experiences we didn't have with each other Mm -hmm. but we still knew each other so that's fun yeah (laughs) but we knew each other we were friendly but we just weren't we didn't know each other well right right um but the show is so like brutally honest it brutal is the word like it feels so identifiable that it's really embarrassing it's so vicariously embarrassing (laughs) yeah I mean I feel like middle school was definitely the most embarrassing awkward awful time in my life probably yes and this captures that perfectly (laughs) it was the most awkward time it was the most confusing time in many ways it was definitely the meanest time I've ever experienced both give dishing and receiving of unfortunately yeah same yeah so this yeah the show it's just you know it's so interesting too because um if you've never watched it the two lead uh actresses and creators of the show do you have their names <laughs> i'm embarrassed Man, to not know their names i don't um i can you, google them real quickly though that would be great but they're uh our age so they're in their 30s now and they play themselves in middle school in the early 2000s and it's with all other children actors like all the their peers in the show are played by children actors so you imagine a certain level of of camp and like otherworldliness but it's actually super real and I immediately forgot that they're 30 year old women like they feel extremely real yes like they play it with so much genuineness like there's no snark to it like they're being totally real and honest and it just like it's like they totally tapped back into that time in their life in like a crazy accurate way oh but their names are maya erskine and anna conkle 
And I've seen Maya Erskine in other things before. I have too. She was in a rom-com with Jack Quaid recently. (laughs) I forget what it's called, I also have seen her recently. I remember being like, wait, wait, because I couldn't place her. Anyway, though, they're, I mean, they're both amazing in this. Uh, They definitely play way different characters, and Maya is... Yes, and I love that. Oh I know. I love it. I feel I like I very much relate to Anna. She's mm-hmm. like the more quiet, shy one. Maya is kind of the class clown, sort of. Yes. Yes. I feel like I am not quite either of them. I feel like I am a, a, more of a blend, but no way that I could I was not actually like Maya (laughs) (laughs) Maya is such an amazing character oh my god and I I do feel like I know her even though I couldn't like pinpoint a person who was Maya yeah I agree for she seems completely realistic for sure I mean yeah she just has like all Uh, Maya just has like all of this like crazy extra energy and like I don't know she's always like imitating Ace Ventura and like funny things like that and she's just like so hilarious but sometimes everybody looks at her like she's super weird (laughs) yeah because she is super weird sometimes as we all are yeah um, yeah, I feel like I could pinpoint moments in time when people were acting like Maya easily. Yeah. Because they're, it's very memorable when you're acting like Maya. <laughs> <laughs> but so many Annas. I feel like Anna was extremely relatable. Also, I knew a million variations of Anna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely didn't relate to, like, everything about her because, like... A lot of her story is her parents getting divorced and how that affects her. My parents are not divorced, but... Yeah. I lived in a house where two people were married and not in love, and it affected everything, so... Yeah. It wasn't the exact same story, but there were definitely elements that I related to a lot. And I relate to just, like, every fucking thing else, because it's, like, so era-specific. Yeah, I'm really glad that we decided, when we decided that we needed to talk about the show, then we are like, do we want to talk about a specific episode, or do we just want to talk about the whole show? And we ended up landing on three episodes, and... I was really glad to just re. I did watch the entire show twice because uh, I watched it myself, and then my husband watched the last couple of episodes and was like, uh, "I want to see the first episodes," <laughs> and I was like, "Absolutely!" Yeah. So I watched all of it twice, but then, um, or the first season, the second season, I think I'm I haven't finished the last episode of the second season, um, but anyway. Uh, I was just really happy to go and revisit the individual episodes because it's so nostalgic. Just each tiny detail is so nostalgic. Like, like every moment, like just the songs that they talk about or the celebrities that they talk about. Like, it's our exact time. I swear to God, (laughs) I think that I own one of the shirts that they wear in the show. I mean, like the wardrobe is perfect (laughs) perfect like the weird cargo pants yes (laughs) and the limited two i feel is featured and yeah and just like oh my god just bewitched yes yes oh (laughs) it's like i listen to bewitched and there's like a part in one of the episodes where they're dancing they're doing a dance routine to that song by desiree Sure. The, I don't know. I forget how it goes. But I was like, I danced to that song in oh my, my bedroom. It's just so incredibly specific. And like you, I, I've never seen, 
I feel like people still look back on the early 2000s as like a very shitty decade, (laughs) especially for like fashion and trends and stuff. And I've never seen anything in pop culture like really look back on it in such a happy way, let alone like such a genuine way and like loving way. That's a really good point. I mean, they do look... I'm not watching the show thinking like, oh, ooh, great. Like, it's always (laughs) just a wreck. (laughs) It's always awful. But they appreciate it. It's our wreck. It's the wreck of our childhood. That's why we love it. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need to repeat it. (laughs) No. No, I definitely... I feel like a lot of the fashions of the 2000s are coming back, and it's like a bad thing, but... I love butterfly clips and I love scrunchies and I love Uggs. I, love I probably shouldn't talk. There's like I'm too tacky. <laughs> I've never I've never owned a pair of Uggs, but I do um really love scrunchies because regular hair ties like break my hair so much more. A scrunchie is so gentle on my hair. Scrunchies are honestly Pac- dope cuz like I have really fine hair, too, and, like, I always mm-hmm. have just all these pieces at the top because yep. they're broken. <laughs> yep. And I remember my mom having, like, really, she had fancy scrunchies where she, so like, did I. they were big floppy ones. Yeah, and if you wore it on top of a bun on your head, it looked like a fucking crown. So I, I don't know. know what happened, but scrunchies are glorious. They are. I'm glad they're making I'm going to take comeback. a hard position on this. <laughs> Me too. I mean, Me too. I bought like 20 scrunchies off Amazon last year because they're awesome. Also, my yeah. husband wears exclusively scrunchies <laughs> to tie his hair back because he doesn't want to break it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, scrunchies are one of the many things that are featured in Pen15. Yeah. I feel like when we first talked about Pen15, you called it penis. And I was like, I did. I didn't know because that's what it means. Right. (laughs) But um, Pen15 is much more recognizable than just saying penis. So, yeah, (laughs) it would be, especially since saying penis is distracting to people in general. If you're like, hey, have you watched penis? (laughs) Like what penis? What are you talking about? All I'm thinking about is everything that comes to mind when I think about penis. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, should we start talking about the episode that we picked? Yeah. Or one of the, the first one that we picked? I feel like this is like, well, this is my top relatable. Well, that's not true. Just sexually, it's my top relatable one. <laughs> I think for me, it's just so validating because it speaks to so many of my exact experiences and just validates them no one was talking about this with me (laughs) so I just love knowing that 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 Anna um or I mean Maya what's or what are their names again I wish I knew their last names better before we started this podcast (laughs) I feel so embarrassed do you mean their actor their real names are in the show yeah their real names Maya Erskine and Anna Conkle I'm glad that Maya Erskine and Anna Conkle, um, (laughs) shit, do I remember what I was going to (laughs) say? Nope, but I'm going to remember their names. In fact, I'm going to write them down right now so that this doesn't continue to happen. Um, Oh, just that they made these experiences universal the way I know in my heart they are, but also uh, I just don't feel like people are talking about them. If they are, they're talking about them with me because I always try to talk about everybody's sexy stuff whenever I possibly can. I know. This is known about me. People are definitely (laughs) not talking about this enough. (laughs) No. So, um... I feel like this episode, even just the way it starts, is so perfect and relatable, where Maya has her My Little Ponies, <laughs> and it's getting naughty with the My Little Ponies. They're yeah. 
and uh, this it's so perfect because it's exactly how it feels. They demonstrated it per- like exactly <laughs> the way it feels, which is just this pulse in your pussy, uh-huh. right? Uh, oh like it God. feels like it's swelling. And if you're that turned on, which you can be by your own My Little Pony play, <laughs> then even any pressure on your pussy feels so good yeah. that it's so easy to learn how to masturbate, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we evolved to do it. <laughs> um, but that's one of the things also that I really love about the show is that because they are adults, they can do shit like that mm-hmm. where they zoom in on her vagina, like in her underwear, her yeah. vulva, sorry. Vulva. <laughs> um, and you like, see, I mean, it's like cartoonish because like, you know, it's like literally yeah. throbbing. But, like, you could never do that with little kids, obviously. Like, it would be weird. But because they're adult actors, they can so go there. And not in, like, a salacious way, just in a very realistic way. Like, that is exactly Mm -hmm. how it felt. (laughs) Yes, it's exactly how it felt. So, can you identify any of your childhood toys that you would have uh, get naughty, and then you would be all turned on by your fucking childhood toys. <laughs> um, I don't recall toys really doing it for me, but I actually mentioned this on a different podcast episode, and then I cut it out because it just didn't, like, relate, really. But I used to get very turned on by The Jungle Book, by Mowgli in The Jungle Book, when I was, like, a little, little kid. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that I remember, like, making me feel horny. And then, like, <laughs> I would just, like, watch that movie and end up, like, humping my blanket, my, like, yeah. blankie. <laughs> yeah. But I would have no idea that there was anything sexual to it because I was, like, really pretty young. Yeah. So I feel like I had those experiences, but... I definitely, my best friend and I played with our Beanie Babies really hard. My mom was really into Beanie Babies and collected them on my behalf where she would just, if they were like under $5 or whatever they were, she would just always get it. And so I had this enormous collection of Beanie Babies, but the only Beanie Babies I really cared about were the cats and the dogs. (laughs) And the cats were girls and the dogs were boys. And (laughs) they would get it on all the time, (laughs) I'm sure. And I had like a dollhouse, so they would like live in the dollhouse. I had them like in in a big suitcase, so they would... There was just, like, a lot of terrain we would play, and we had, like, a sheet, and then we would spread out the sheet in her garage, and then, um, yeah, we used just everything that was in the garage to build this world, and um, they had accents, and, like, you know, (laughs) it was serial. There were relationships that were um, (laughs) always the way that they were. It was really I'm pretty sure pretty complex but also yeah there was a lot of smashing (laughs) and I also played with um Barbies I played a lot of uh Barbie smashing I I can't even think of another thing I did with Barbies and I played Barbies plenty (laughs) yeah I didn't really I mean no I don't really remember having Barbies honestly I was like super into animals Mm -hmm. and I don't remember even like really making them fuck or anything or like kiss or I just watched Mowgli and like that was my porn (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate your loyalty (laughs) um well I yeah this was very related like I feel I could just watch my beanie babies I could just see myself (laughs) smashing my beanie babies (laughs) in the night making my own beanie baby porn just the way that Maya did in this episode (laughs) perfect I loved the scene where she is just like mindlessly humping her door frame and like licking a poster of Brad Renfro there is also a JTT poster 
in Anna's Oh, yes. Room. I've seen the JTT poster, and I agree with it. And I still agree with it. JTT for life. Well, I had a crush <laughs> on JTT kind of because of The Lion King. Like, all of my porn was just, like, little cartoon boys talking. Yeah. Well, mine was Peter Pan. He was my dream. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I, I would kiss my clamshell oh, Peter yeah. Pan cover <laughs> before I went to bed. Yeah. I'm still pretty into Peter Pan, actually. Even though Peter P- it's complicated because of how he's... He's a child, and actually he's also insane. But <laughs> that's for another podcast. Sure. <laughs> I mean, at least he's fictional. Yeah. But I... So uh, Maya discovers masturbation, and it's like such a good music it reminds me of music that would be in like um like a planetarium or something just like this ambiance this really full ambiance like outer space like you were about to get your mind blown and then (laughs) which is so true it is this episode (laughs) right where anna is listening to that tape do you, yes. You know where it's like, and there's like the an Enya. Yeah. I don't know how it goes. Yeah. That was just so fucking funny to me when, like, you it was see... a perfect. What? Yeah, it was a perfect <laughs> mashup. Yeah, it was just perfect. Like, going back between her singing and Maya humping the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes, exactly. Um, and I love how it. There were, like, two moments where they just made, like, everything around my... Like, I've I've really felt this before. Where you're just, like, so horny that everything yeah. looks sexual. There's, like, one scene where she's literally just looking around the classroom and, like, it's, like, yeah. elbow, yeah. like, sweater. I don't know. <laughs> just uh-huh. completely random objects turning her on. It's yeah. true. And then again, when she's, like, having a meal with her family and it's, like, a a close-up of the chicken wing skin and, like, the dessert. And, like, the, I don't know what it was, but something with holes, like, these, like, lychee fruit or something. I'm not sure, but it looked sexual. (laughs) (laughs) Sure did. It sure did. (laughs) Um, But also I felt, and, like... (laughs) I, I, it just, I appreciate the desperation of it because I feel like that's the thing that most, most shows don't portray is that women have like desperate horniness too, especially when they're just learning about it. And like, so have you masturbated in a public bathroom before? That's what I was going to ask you. (laughs) Um, but sadly, no, I don't have like anything super salacious that I can think of. Like. I've definitely gone, like, there were definitely times in, like, high school especially where I was just horny all the fucking time, but I feel like I wasn't even, like, I don't know, like, I could get myself off then, but by that point, it was more like I wanted my boyfriends to get me off, and they could Mm -hmm. not. (laughs) Yeah. And that was, like, the desperateness to it all the time. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that does sound like a desperate situation, frankly. Yeah. It was. (laughs) So, I had two pieces that I related to. I never masturbated in, like, a school bathroom I did masturbate in a work bathroom when I was not in school, which is like a little probably more awkward. And I feel like I shouldn't have to clarify this, but I do just in my heart need to clarify this, that I have not masturbated while sitting on the seat. That sounds really gross to me. <laughs> just I, it just bothers me to think about that. But well, and let's I, be like stood up in the mm-hmm. show. Maya does. She just like yes. goes to the public school bathroom and like does she crank one out i can't remember she tries she does but then anna interrupts and it's so, so she funny because she's like on the toilet literally like rubbing her pussy and just being like vagina vagina yes sex vagina <laughs> sexual <Yes. laughs> but i loved it because i was like that's literally all it takes sometimes yeah 
just like the occurrence of it because you never thought about sex before like it is a new thing when you're a kid that you like (laughs) it's not like now where you've thought about it so many times that you can like let it go it's like (laughs) now that I've this has occurred to me and now that I understand like the surface of the pleasure possibilities I no longer can think about anything else (laughs) (laughs) It seems totally fair to me. Um, Yeah. Well, what I related to more in, like, um, in terms of tone of this was that something that was irresistible to me was a pool jet. I could not... (laughs) handle being in a pool and knowing the pool jet was there and not masturbating with that pool jet. I just, it was the climax. (laughs) (laughs) It was the pinnacle of climax for me. It was just so much better than anything. Like I just lived for that pleasure and just like, there's really any point in going to the pool if I wasn't going to (laughs) masturbate. So I, I would say that I never did it when there was like a million people in the pool. Um, but like, I definitely did it when people were like, like I was at like a more private pool and people were like lounging around, but not paying like clear attention to me and I would try to like pretend that I was focused on something else like on the side of the pool while like <laughs> I'm sure I was clear as day that I was humping the shit out of the side of the oh pool. My God, that's so funny. It like it oh. does for like I didn't I never even thought about this until you just said that, but I do remember that when I would visit my grandparents' house, they had like a jacuzzi in their like off of their bedroom that like sometimes I would take a bath in and yeah it had jets <laughs> but I almost never got to do that so it was like a very rare exciting occurrence I mean and I never had the balls to same. do it at the pool <laughs> I mean I feel sure now thinking back on it, I know that people probably knew what I was doing (laughs) at least one of those times, but I'm just grateful that I didn't know they knew. So whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Seriously. I can't even imagine how many times my mom probably walked in on me masturbating because like I didn't realize when I was really young that there was anything like private about that. Like... Mm -hmm until like I don't know how many times I did it until the time when she was like you know you should just do that when you're alone (laughs) but like well I just didn't I didn't know it was a big deal yeah I feel like we've talked about this before that like there is a gap before you necessarily connect it to any sort of sexual thing like in the show I feel like they've probably had the pleasure before but haven't like made the connect like this was the moment that Maya made the connection that it's about sex yeah like she knew that it was she was having these feelings because she was thinking about sex between in this case her My Little Ponies yeah and then every you know everything else (laughs) including like (laughs) desert sand dunes (laughs) yeah Oh, there's a good moment in here where, because uh, it's not like the B story. This is such a main storyline of the, um, of this episode. But there's a C storyline where the boys are also dealing with porn. Like they have a really spotty connection to a porn. Yeah. Uh, television channel, and so they're talking about. They're, like, so openly talking about masturbation, which is a really nice kind of juxtaposition where it's like, oh, well, boys are just, like, pervs. And then they talk about, and then they're spreading a rumor that some girl put peanut butter on her pussy and then had a dog lick it. And yeah. <laughs> but the best part is just, like, how Maya... Yes. Is like intrigued first. She's when she's totally intrigued. She's intrigued by the entire conversation, but she won't admit it. 
Uh, I mean, I just feel so happy for Maya and what a great sex life she's going to have when she is older. Totally. Totally. <laughs> she's, like, pretty in touch with herself. But, yeah, But definitely. she does, like, I think it's so interesting. I was talking about this with my husband, how, like, you just, like, well, maybe not everybody, but so many of us have this, like, innate shame to masturbation and I don't even know like where I picked it up because I wasn't raised religiously or anything like that I think maybe it was more just that like my parents never talked about it at all so it seemed like it might be bad but I wasn't sure (laughs) yeah I feel like there's so much negative around sex in general And then you know that these parts belong to sex and no one's ever talked about this. So you don't know if like you discovered a thing or. And then like when people do start talking about it, it's like only the boys will like talk about it all. And then girls will be like, ew. (laughs) Yeah. Which is how it was in this that like, yeah, it was clear that it was not. (laughs) It was. A shameful, pervy thing. (laughs) Touching yourself. Um, But it's funny in this episode because, like, Maya takes it to the point where she literally lies to Anna about what she's doing because she needs to go home and masturbate. One of the parts that's like, oh, when her mom, like, smells it in the room. That part, I love how fucking gross this show is willing to get. It just gets so fucking personal. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. And, like, she even, like, when she pulls her hand out of her panties and, like, it's all viscous, you know. Yes, like, what show And then she wipes it on the carpet. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's amazing. It is amazing. But she's, like, like, mom is, like, so clearly Maya has been masturbating furiously all afternoon and now there's a masturbation smell. Yeah. And her mom's like, what is that smell? And she's like, I farted. <laughs> I had sweet potatoes. I love that her mom presses the issue though and she's like, that's a fart? And she's like, sweet potato fart. <laughs> she's like, mom, God, like just leave the room. Give her some privacy, please. she just discovered what her pussy can do yeah and it's magical and it's fucking magical (laughs) oh my god that was so and then of course the titular aspect of this episode uh that she learns that her grandpa oji chan yes is watching her at every moment and she like learns it and and she's like, "Do you? What do you mean every moment? Like even when I'm asleep, even when I'm like brushing my, brushing teeth. my teeth, even when I'm napping, what?" She's like, "Yup." <laughs> and I love it because it's a great segue. Like I feel like I probably went the first time I watched this episode. I was you know, thought that the whole thing was going to be about how uh, Maya lied to Anna about where she was and, like, that misunderstanding. But they just totally skip over that where Maya's like, listen, the reason is that I am being haunted by my grandpa. (laughs) So they decide to do a seance, of course. I don't know how many seances I did as a child, but a lot. Did you use a Ouija board? Um, no, I don't, I think I just didn't have a Ouija board, but I would just do it old school with like a candle and you'd hold hands and you'd just like try to summon somebody dead. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. One time we tried to summon my friend's dead dog. (gasps) Ah, that seems pretty good. I feel (laughs) like we would get really excited about seances, but then we wouldn't know who to summon like nobody knew anyone who was dead who they wanted to like talk to so we'd be like "Mm, Marilyn Monroe (laughs) (laughs) that's someone who's dead who was interesting (laughs) (laughs) um but I do also equally remember um 
being in camp and there were a lot of like spooky camp specific stories and this was in middle school and a girl who was one year older than us insisted that she could see one of the main featured ghosts of the story and so we like took pictures of her when she was like allegedly with the ghost we'd be like okay let's see if we like see any orbs or anything (laughs) um now i haven't talked to this person in a really long time but up through the end of high school they insisted that this was true Damn. (laughs) but i feel like it is hard to like admit something like that when you've been so <laughs> vehement where we're like mm, I don't really believe that and she was like no it is I can see this person maybe she um, did I was like very convinced that I saw the Easter bunny when I was a child so one time I thought I saw a tarantula in my bed like I felt like I saw myself go to my bed take my covers down and see a tarantula and turn around to my own self who was by the door safely. (laughs) Uh, And my projected self turned around and was like, yes, there's a tarantula here. And so I was like, shit. And then I went upstairs and like tried to tell my mom, I was like, there's a tarantula in my bed. And she was like, no, there's not. (laughs) And I was like, uh, and eventually I just became too tired to be worried about death, I guess. And Great. Conquered <laughs> that tarantula. <laughs> anyway, one can hallucinate when one is in middle school. For sure, for <laughs> sure. But I like that we just skip over like all of the lying stuff and that that I do too. was like a dead I, lead. I felt really bad for Anna, especially because she had a dope plan, which was to get Bewitched tickets from Q102 mm-hmm. radio mm-hmm. show, which also mm-hmm. sounds like something I tried to do when I was a kid. Um, because she like doesn't want to be home because her parents are like fighting a lot so it's like extra sad for her too but she's such a forgiving friend that she just like she's like well we gotta commune with your grandpa figure out what's going on yeah and then they're doing the Ouija board and Maya like subconsciously spells clit (laughs) yeah which is amazing and then they're like why did your grandpa say clit to you? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I, maybe it wasn't him. She's like, no, it was definitely him. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, so it was funny. definitely him. And then Shuji, Why would he say that? Then Shuji comes in. Yeah. Which is so funny. I just love it. He likes, the door opens and he's just standing in the doorway. I love Shuji. But, um, uh, I love Shuji too. But he's Shuji. like, you know, it's just your subconscious, like, saying what you're thinking. And then they do it again, and she spells masturbation. <laughs> like, really fast. Yeah. She just feels so guilty about it. Um, <laughs> I That makes me wish that I had experienced a Ouija board. I would love the experience of being in middle school and having faith in it, and then, like, subconsciously learning what I was really looking for. Yeah. But it's very sweet because at the end she's just so she's like has to come clean to yeah. Anna about so what's happened. She's like, I'm yeah. like Sam, but I'm grosser because I'm a girl. I know. <laughs> oh that is how it felt though, I know, right? Like I know. I felt like only boys are perverts like this. <laughs> I a hundred percent like I remember a time in eighth grade, like, when some girl was talking about masturbation as being, like, gross and thinking that I was definitely the only person that did it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely, I don't, I wouldn't say that it, like, was a shame that haunted me throughout life. I wouldn't go that far, but it was definitely not something that I, like, I knew to not share this at all. And, like, exactly. I wasn't, like, uh, definitely a secret. Yeah, it didn't, like, bother me too much, but I was very scared that, like, somebody would find out. Yeah. (laughs) But then Anna tells her that she does it, too, so how can it be bad? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, what a nice... um, that So that part is so nice, because she's just, like, so upset about it. She's like, I am a pervert. Like, I... 
I'm sorry. And then, yeah. And then she learns that she's normal, or at least as normal as Anna is, which is as much as you need to be normal in middle school, just as much as your best friend. (laughs) But I also like at the very end, so they like it closes where uh, Maya is masturbating. And so it's like the rhythmic masturbation of Maya for a really long shot. And then (laughs) it goes to um, uh, Shuyi. Uh, watching porn and he's like downloading this like super low res like picture of a naked lady (laughs) yeah yeah but then OG Chun that's where OG Chun is he doesn't want to watch Maya masturbating because that would be disgusting Uh he wants to watch the porn that Shuji is watching exactly and he like smiles it's great it's so good yeah if I had oh, the yeah. show as a teenager, it would have been fucking amazing. <sighs> I mean, it would be especially amazing because of how uh, aware, self-aware it would be. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> At the time. Yeah. <laughs> but any show that, like, went into these issues would have been nice. Yeah. Yeah, specifically masturbation. I, I'm pretty sure that that just wasn't allowed on anything. Yeah. Female pleasure in general was, like, basically banned in the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, that's why we're all so well-adjusted in our country. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about this country. (laughs) Well-adjusted. Yeah, well... um, There are two more episodes that we kind of flagged to talk about, but have we said everything we want to say about Oji-chan? I think that says everything that I wrote. (laughs) I had so many notes, but I think we went over all of them. Me too. Of the other two episodes, I mean, all the episodes of the show are amazing, so no no impunity to the next two episodes, but this episode I was like, every scene is essential to me. Like, I even had to write down, like, when Anna um, went to Sam's house when she was looking oh for my Maya, God, yeah. and then they give her pizza bagel bites. I mean, she, like, was sang- that not your exact mom with me? Yes. Oh, <laughs> Where you were, like, oh. not even home. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be, like, having brownies with your mom. <laughs> I just love, oh, I just love Anna and just how, like, she's just so fucking funny when she's, like, singing the pizza bagel song to the adults. And, like, she just doesn't even see... That they think it's strange that she's there or anything. Like, I just love it. And, like, it. How, how hard she tries to, like, be polite so the way she polite. knows how to. Yeah. Oh, my God. I oh love my it. God. She's, like, a little so lady perfect. sometimes. She's, like, I'm going to, I'll go see what those rascals are up to, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my I just God. love so, how I love talking to you they guys. play it. Like it's oh, so yeah. nice. It's so great. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I, just every time I watch an episode, like I watch it with Brian, my husband, and like a lot of the time he can relate, especially just like being like in one of the episodes we watched. Anna or Maya was like, uh, no, dummy, dribbling is for basketball, yeah. not soccer. You know, like, Brian can relate to, um, being super embarrassed. Yeah, like oh my that. god, me too. But some of these pieces, he just, like, like, it really, it feels like it was written exactly for me. Yeah. <laughs> the show. <laughs> I think it was. It's just so fucking perfect. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like I'm I'm definitely, if I have a child, which I hope I do, then I'm definitely showing them the show and being like, this is what middle school is like for me. I don't know what it's going to be like for you, <laughs> but this is what it was like for me. Super embarrassing <laughs> at every turn. Yeah. <laughs> to begin. <laughs> yeah. Well, so should we talk about the next episode that we flagged was community service where she yeah it's all about the thong oh yeah well I felt like I wanted to talk about this episode because I just remember when an item could make you feel like the most sexy like when one thing could make you feel like the confidence shift was like catastrophic yeah to the point 
Like, I, I felt like I could sort of relate to them, but I, yeah, I wanted to see, do you, so in this, this episode there, this, um, they get to do like a community service modeling and one of their, uh, classmates they notice has a thong and they get like left out from going to like, I don't know, something, but they get left in a room with this thong and then try it on. And anyway, they end up in possession of this thong and they just fucking love it. Oh my God. <laughs> the scene where Maya first takes the thong home and she washes it in her sink and then she like holds it over her face like yes. and lets the water drip like she's like anointing herself with holy yes. water. It's so And there's amazing. like church music. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> and then she puts the thong on and she sees her yeah. ass as like yeah. this huge fucking like supermodel yeah. ass i don't know yeah it's so yeah, yeah. it's so funny oh my god i yeah it's um yeah I, that whole that whole piece was amazing and just that they couldn't let it go they were like we're gonna give it back we feel really bad yeah they like thieves. are sharing it back and forth each yeah. one each person gets it for one day and they like yeah, yeah. it's so but and then they can't give it back because it just gives them too much confidence and they're getting checked out right and left. Yeah. And do you think that that was real or was it confidence induced or could people really notice that their ass looked better because of the thong? I mean, definitely some of like some of the boys did see the thong. But yes, I thought it was so funny and I like really related to it when they're like they're like writing down on their arm how many times they're getting checked out. Yeah. And it's literally just like people looking at them. Yeah, they consider being checked out and they're like fucking yeah. like prancing up and down the hall when they're wearing yeah. the thong. So like, of course, everyone <laughs> is looking at them. But I get it. Like, I feel like the first time I got like a training bra, I was like, damn, mm. like I've got tits even though I had, like, nothing. (laughs) Yeah. And that's another thing. Like, when Anna puts on the thong, she sees her boobs in the mirror as, like, being Uh way bigger than they actually are. That was great. Yeah. And she had that moment where she, like, was ostentatious in the mirror with her in the bathroom. And then, then someone walks out and is just like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, I've definitely had a moment like that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly of like dancing in the mirror. I dance in like bathrooms all the time. And then, (laughs) yeah, that has backfired. Well, and she was like talking to the mirror. She was like, you want to make love? I do it all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, those lines were so perfect. I definitely did shit like that when I was at home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I never had a thong. Uh, and even when I first got a thong, I was like, this is literally the worst thing I've ever put on my body. I don't like it's so unpleasant. it that much. <laughs> no, and I also feel like and I feel like they had a good thong, but I feel like a lot of thongs, the front part is, like, very skimpy also. And I feel like it took, mm-hmm. like, I just had too much, like, pubes, basically, to look cute in a thong ever. I was like, this is, too, this makes me look insane. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. Seriously. Seriously. Exactly. You have to, like, so really maintain I, for such skimpy underwear. Yeah. Um... So I, yeah, I didn't relate to the thong part specifically, but I just related to like all of the feelings about it. Like the feeling of looking hot, feeling really hot, regardless of what the truth was of the situation. And also, um, well, I guess that's, that's the part. (laughs) I, I sort of remember like when I was younger thinking some of my, um, my, nightgowns were really pretty (laughs) like I would like model out because I didn't have like skimpy dresses but I had really skimpy nightgowns when I was younger so I'd like be like I'm a beautiful princess but I remember it definitely was like a little earlier than middle school that I was thinking about my nightgowns in that way but still all of these feelings felt like memories for me 
Well, and I remember getting, like, my first, like, padded bra from, like, Victoria's Secret or something, and, like, that definitely gave me that, like, same feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. It was, like... I just remember, like, waking up one day and, like, being like, wow, I do have boobs. And it was, like, very exciting and, like, a revelation. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I don't have a distinct memory like that because I feel like I grew boobs at a pace that was very average. (laughs) I was like, everyone has boobs, me included. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... I think that it was slower for me, so it was, like, very exciting when it happened. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, boobs are exciting. Yeah. In any context. They are. Um, Also, at the end of this episode, they end up just kind of destroying the thong because they can't handle it. Yeah. Oh, my Um, gosh. Oh, they have someone who tries to pants them, which, have you ever been pantsed before? I don't think so. So, well, I feel like I have. I feel like I have, like, a muscle memory of it happening, but I can't think of, like, the specific instance. I do remember one time these high school girls drove by and mooned me, and that was very shocking for me because I was in middle school, and I was like, what the fuck? It was, like, scary. Booty! Yeah. That's what moons are about. They're about being scary but funny. Though they're not really that scary. What can a butt even do to you? It was just shocking as like a 12-year-old. That makes sense, yeah. You've never seen any ass. And it was a girl butt, which like surprised me more somehow. That makes sense. I feel like you would expect a boy to moon you more. Yeah, I mean, I definitely had been, yeah... Now that I think about it, I definitely was mooned by other people. But anyway. <laughs> well, at the end of this episode, they end like Anna ends up just pulling it off of I Maya wrote this like quote through down her too cuz she was like yes. she like rips the thong off of Maya cuz she's just like we can't go on like this. And yes. then she's like She's like, that thing was ripping us apart. And then Maya's like, you ruined my entire life. And she's like, that thong ruined your life. <laughs> oh, she, yep, I also wrote that quote. And also she was like, and my vagina. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think she said she burned her asshole. Yes. <laughs> I mean, she gave it like that the worst feels like wedgie. such a visceral. Yeah, that, f- that seemed really, really tough to live through. Yeah, and then she has to, like, she, like, says goodbye to the thong, and she's like, you're going to be loved like like I love you or something, and they put it yeah. in the trash. I don't think it will be loved because they ruined it, but yeah, it was still cute. And she tried not to throw it in the trash, but Anna watched yeah. really carefully because she knew. Had to let it go. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. That's great. really all so I that was have great to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. And then we have one more ep. Yeah, and that was episode eight, Wild Things, oh where they gosh. watch wild things. <laughs> but we watch. We definitely watch wild things together. Yeah. Uh, very titillating film. Fuck yes. Man, I can't even imagine. I mean, I can because it's depicted so perfectly on this episode. But uh, to like watch that with boys, I can. That would be like so next level for me. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine. I was also talking about this with my husband and we were saying how like we didn't really have a lot of like boy girl hangouts when we were in middle school like a lot of the stuff that happens in the show didn't happen to me until high school Mm-hmm. yeah I remember because I wrote about it a lot that sophomore year of high school was when boys really came into play mm-hmm. um the I def I had boyfriends and actually my closest friend in middle school was a boy and so there was but I was too weird and prudish and he was like too experienced where he couldn't uh 
yeah, he couldn't influence me really because I was too scared of him already, <laughs> even though I was like kind of into it, but mostly just too scared. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. I didn't have like any guy friends in middle school. I feel like I was still like pretty scared of boys. Like, I mean, I talked to some, Me too. but I didn't have like any good friends that were guys. Yeah. Yeah, so I can't really imagine. Also, this movie we watched in high school, too. So this was not a middle school movie for me. So, yeah, I can barely even, like, conceptualize watching this in middle school with boys. That seems, like, really next level. Yeah, way too intense. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like the main reason we wanted to flag this one was because of... um, the kiss. Oh, yeah. So Anna... That Anna gets her first kiss. Gets her first yeah. kiss. The whole thing is, like, her quote-unquote boyfriend, Brendan, is, like, organizing this get-together to watch Wild Things because his cousin, Richard, used his brother's ID to buy Wild the cassette of Wild Things. <laughs> rent. Rent from Blockbuster. Oh, just rent. Okay. <laughs> so yeah so they're like all hanging out and then like while they're I think it's like while they're watching the threesome part in wild things that Brendan gets up and leaves the room and he's like he like whispers to his cousin to like tell Maya to tell Anna that he wants to hook up (laughs) yeah and they've never done that before yeah but Anna knew it was was gonna like the whole gathering was devised for this moment. Yeah. And she, like, really wants Maya to come with her. <laughs> yeah. And Maya's like, I'll be in your head the whole time. <laughs> it's so sweet. I feel like that's so true. Like, I feel like even when I had my first kiss, I was, like, older than that. I was in high school. But I was like, I wish, like, my friend could be here because I know it's going to happen tonight and, like, it's going to be really scary. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was, which is, like, why I related so hard to this episode, because my first kiss was, like, exactly like Anna's, which was very bad. Oh, woof. (laughs) He, like, she even says, she says, like, he, like, basically covered my lips and just, like, sucked, and then he had, like, a torpedo tongue thing going all of that, yeah. all of that. That was my first kiss exactly. Like, oh and I had God. no control over it. I was just like an unwilling victim wall, just like accepting yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, Whoa. to be clear, I did want to be kissed, just not like that. Right. I mean, so this was not my experience, but that sounds really traumatic. I feel like I would was. be scared to go on the next date because I'd be like, I don't want to do that. That's gross. It was so bad. And I had to like have a conversation with him about it afterwards, yeah. like later, because like he knew it was yeah. bad too. <laughs> he did? Oh, that's good. Yeah, at least he was that self-aware. <laughs> wow. I mean, it. you know, it's tough because I feel like you want to make an impression when you're having a first kiss, but you, and yeah, yeah, you (laughs) you just have to be thoughtful. Like you don't want to start in my opinion, at least like, I think tongue is good to have in a good first kiss, but you, it shouldn't be in the first three seconds or five seconds of a first kiss. Like you've really, I think you've got to work up to that. If you go in tongues, blazing from the beginning I feel like it's hard to just even keep up or wrap your mind around it or enjoy the build-up that was the thing is like it was just so overwhelming to be like what happened immediately like you should just feel things out a little more like don't just shove your entire tongue in someone else's mouth immediately right see if that's what they're into yeah (laughs) I think there's a lot that you can do with just lips too before like tongue is excellent. Don't don't take the tongue away altogether, but I feel like there's just more parts to a kiss than just like your tongue on an expedition. It's just of one my of mouth. the tools <laughs> in your toolbox. 
Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> and like exactly. so many guys think it's the only one and they just like jackhammer it. Yeah. Jackhammering in general is <laughs> is only to be used in very short segments and not even every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's a very it's a tool that you should use as much as like a jackhammer. Yeah. An actual one, you know? <laughs> yeah. When you need to get through that cement, that's what you need. But if you just need a hammer, that's that's the more common. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <Me>. <laughs> You always save that, like, major tongue action for when you're, like, going down south, you know? Oh, yes, exactly. That's when you need your strength. Right, right. (laughs) Exactly. So keep doing your tongue push-ups or however you (laughs) stay swole. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Swole on the tongue. (laughs) Um, But, yeah... Yeah. Also, I want to just highlight that he has, uh, Brendan has one of those seashell necklaces that a puka um, shell I definitely had. A puka shell. No, it's not a puka shell. It's like a different white shelled necklace that also exists. Actually, I know what Jersey you mean, Shore. but I don't know what it's called. But yeah. Yeah, just a white shell necklace. A shell necklace. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also just really wanted to mention, though, how much I love Sam and Maya's relationship. Like, they're just friends through this whole show, but, like, you can clearly see that they, like, kind of have crushes on each other. But I just love, like, the ups and downs that they go through. And at the end of this episode, he's, like, really mad at her because she's been mean to him because she obviously kind of likes him. But he Mm -hmm. doesn't seem to get that either. Yeah. And he's just like, he's like, basically like, I don't want to be friends if you don't have like anything nice to say about me. So like, she has to say something nice. And she says he's the funniest person in the grade. And he does this like tiny little smile. And he's like, yes, not bad. And it's just like the cutest moment ever. And I love it. (laughs) It's so good. And she's like, do you have anything nice to say about me? And he says that she does a great Ace Ventura and that she's a great friend. And she's like, oh, I guess that's all. And then you can tell that he wants to, like, be sincere. And say more. But then he's interrupted. Yeah. Yeah. But then he's interrupted. By his current kind of girlfriend. (laughs) His current flame, if you will. Yes. It's adorable. I want them to get together so bad. But also it might be weird. Uh, yeah, it's really hard to say. I feel like I'm not going to be disappointed either way. Same, same. Um, oh, and then I, one last thing is I wanted to talk about just all of the note passing in this episode. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And how much I loved that. Like, just every little thing that happens in Anna's relationship with her boyfriend, Brendan, is, like, through notes, basically. And it's hilarious. And the friend who is, like, the deliverer. Yeah. And Maya's, like, the deliverer for Anna. Yes. And, um, and that doesn't work out as well at the, at the end of this last episode because, um, someone overhears her composing her note uh, her breakup note to Brendan and uh, then they're like oh my god we need to get our note there as quick as possible yeah. but then they don't get it there fast enough and sh- and so Anna gets her note saying that they're broken up yeah. so then she got dumped Which is so instead sad. of Brendan like even though she was gonna yeah. dump him it's worse to be dumped especially at that age and I love that she's like when Maya comes back she's like it's fine we got broken up with instead of I got broken up with (laughs) everything is we I love it I mean they even end up getting felt up together in the finale I know (laughs) um yeah and then that's how they are desperate sluts in the beginning of the next season oh yeah man (laughs) that rings fucking true too that's what middle school and high school were like it was such a binary yeah yeah it felt 
yeah, it just sucks because you're pinned against each other and you're pinned against your own sexuality. Like, like you could just equally be like, no matter what choice you made, there's a name for you. You could be too prude. You could be too yeah. slutty, too easy, whatever. So, um, and it's such a shame because if girls only really, really internalize the fact that people want to have sex with them no matter what they look like. (laughs) (laughs) So you should just... Uh, That they are attractive, yeah. Hold out for somebody who doesn't totally suck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have really enjoyed uh, talking about a TV show. Me too. Especially this one. What a great show to be talking about. Truly, it just uh, there. Everything is so relatable. I, I, like it's so embarrassing. Like when I watch it, I'm just am embarrassed. I'm like everything. Everything that's <laughs> happened here has happened to me, or just was important to me. Everything that's important to these girls was important to me. Oh man, there are definitely some really cringy. <laughs> oh my times. yeah, like they're not even remotely afraid to get super cringe and you just well I just feel it I feel it so hard because I relate so hard (laughs) yeah 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 but that's what makes it awesome (laughs) I love it I've watched it three times I think the first season worthy it's such a I I mean it's just I have to watch it because it's literally it is made for me it's my exact it'll help people to understand me to, yeah <laughs> to watch the show in almost the like like the way that Broad City is though Broad City was contemporary and uh, like they're just a good pairing for me I was gonna just, like, say like if you want to know exactly me it's these things I was gonna say the only well maybe not the only other time but one of the other times that I remember like just having this like light bulb moment that other people actually were similar to me that I had never seen in a way represented on which like I realize that I'm like a white girl and there's lots of representations of me on screen but these specific ones I had never seen Mm -hmm. and they like really meant this show and Broad City both meant so much to me same same Awesome. Well, love it. Love this uh, this new adventure that we took. Yeah. And appreciate everyone for going on this Pen15 journey with us, since it's not necessarily something you want to masturbate to the way that um, most of the things we feature are. <laughs> <laughs> but you can feel... You can just feel community with your masturbation journey through this show yeah if it represents your journey which it one billion percent represents my journey same pretty pretty great i love it all right well if that's all we have then uh listeners please go forth and masturbate 